0: And now, two guys who agree with Jared Goff's plumbing choices, Chris and the Riz. Hey, Idy Ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 491, the Detroit Lions strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing, gorgeous, and well-tanned host Chris, and with me is my good friend and also gorgeous, a little whiter co-host Jeff the Riz and How you doing, brother?
1: <laughs> uh, I feel suddenly pale. You you do look marvelously tan. You're uh, the you go for the Kendall doll looker.
0: I did get some sun time at the pool. It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Anniversary weekend with uh, wifey. So I had some fun and that was a good time. Uh, Let's see. Michigan won. That was good. Michigan State got blasted (laughs) out. That was bad. Uh, Florida won. That was good over Tennessee. That was a good one. Uh, Lions. Well, we're here to talk about it. Uh, We got a big show today. Uh, we'll do our warm ups like we usually do. We got a fun one today with the warm ups uh really neat couple cut topics uh We'll talk about the Seahawks game. I know some folks have talked about it a couple of different ways, but we got you it's a it's a, we'll give you a good good coverage balance warm, cold at sometimes. We'll get the whole thing. We'll talk about the injury and the depth situation for the team Aaron Glenn, the state of his seat gotta check it from behind is it? Panic time for this team. We'll talk about that. There's a lot of uh a lot of hair on fire around town. We'll also look ahead to the Atlanta game and a whole lot more Riz! Are you ready to go, my good friend?
1: Yeah, let's do it! Let's
0: kick this off and break it down.
1: Oh, this catering is atrocious. Um, it's, oh, it's an Arctic Blitz. It's not good. <laughs>
0: that will be marked off marked off (laughs) all right let's go let's get this going we got a lot to talk about here um quick a couple quick announcements i'll I'll blast through these post-game show coming up this week again we will have your show after the atlanta falcons win um or the win over the atlanta falcons let me put it that way Uh, We'll do that. I believe it's going to be gray again this week with uh, Chris, and uh, that's me. Uh, So we'll do that. Tune in for that. It's a good time. We have a lot of fun. And uh, good or bad, we have your therapy. We have your celebration. We take your calls. We do a whole lot of good stuff there. Also, changing logo on the audio podcast happens next week. You'll never hear this in the announcements again. Don't be afraid. The logo's going to change. It's the same great stuff, same great people all there. It's only for the audio people. All right. Lastly, it's the Detroit Lions podcast season for St. Jude. We are raising money and we're doing it all season this year. We will still do our rock and roll uh, 24-hour podcast-a-thon on the 3rd and 4th, I believe, that Friday and Saturday of November during the bye week. Have a couple of guests. Got a gigantic, gigantic, gigantic guest lined up already. Haven't told Riz about that. Um, Biggest yet.
1: I don't know who it is
0: biggest yet uh coming up for that show and uh as always we will be doing you know those those weekly or those uh, hourly interviews throughout and it's a great so, time so great cause my
1: curiosity is peaked now chris because we've had lomas brown wayne fonts and herman moore all on the show together yeah that's it doesn't there's not many bigger names in lion's land than that trio right there
0: you're right hmm all right, so that's good stuff. Um, make sure to tune in and help support the show. I mean, that's what helps. That's what helps do, do the stuff and does the things, um, and helps those uh, those great guests join us because they realize just how important it is to be here and how cool is it is to be seen with Jeff and I. Uh, all right, so Saint Jude, Saint slash DLP. It's the way to go. The place to go. Help. These families who have these sick kids get through it without ever having to pay a bill. Uh, you donate, it gets down below, shows up, your name shows up, it gives a little thing, message and a little thank you on the screen as well. And we thank you sincerely from the bottom of our heart, everyone who has donated along the way. Remember, it's fully tax deductible. All right, let's go. We will get into warm-ups. And the first one is MCS. And I and I watched when I told uh, Riz that we are going to cover uh, MCS, uh as a warm-up today. I watched his one eyebrow raise until I told him main character syndrome. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I like this. Um I want to talk a little bit about this is so this is a post in the Reddit and it's one of the it's one of the 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 gems you occasionally find there. Um this is from a guy and I love his name. MLG bong hits <laughs> uh, great Reddit great name. Reddit names are generally pretty good, but that's that's a, a very good one. Um, the title of the post is the lions aren't the main characters. And I wanted to read this because he, he just summed it up so perfectly. It's so, so great. Um, right. I know this won't cause anyone to take a second and reflect, but I want to try it anyway. The one thing that has annoyed me about this sub for years is the complete refusal to acknowledge when other teams do something well. It's almost like a weird main character syndrome for the Lions. What I mean by that is our sub loves to talk about how great Ben Johnson is, and oh god he is, at scheming guys open. But when the team we're playing gets guys open in space, we all rant about how bad the defense is. Or when our guys drop the ball, we're bad, but the other team drops the ball, we got lucky.
1: Oh, I, I this like the this inverse. guy. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> other I like teams' this players guy. exist too, right? Other teams' players exist too. They aren't just NPCs for the Lions to play against. Very few people Sunday were willing to give the Seahawks credit for getting the ball out quick. It was that we weren't getting any pass rush. Hutch, Hutch leads the league in pressures, by the way. You guys need to take a second and realize that the things we praise our guys for doing well can also apply to the other team, and that the other team having success doesn't mean our guys are bad. Admittedly, we got torched a bit in the air specifically Jerry, but we'll talk about that too. But the Seahawks have probably the second best wide receiver room in the league. They're going to get open against almost anyone getting beat by those guys doesn't instantly mean we're awful. The truth is somewhere in the middle because they also deserve credit for being great receivers. Woo. That was
1: freaking men.
0: MLG bong hits.
1: MLG bong hits. Yep. (laughs) Um, I have not been to Reddit in quite some time, but that might draw me back because that is a brilliant post. It's something that I have complained about a long time, that we never give due credit to opponents when they do well. And one of, the, one of the takeaways that I had from this week was that people just crapped on the Seahawks, like even after they beat us. Like, that's a really good football team, folks. I probably am a little bit overhyped on them and picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I get that. But I don't think it's absurd to think that they can get there, that they can win a game or two in January like that. That's a really well-conceived and well-coached football team. Sometimes they're, to hate. they're better than you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they
1: and are they're easy, to easy to
0: hate. They're easy to hate. They absolutely are. And they've had the Lions number. That makes it worse. Oh,
1: my God, they have.
0: Yep. It's why FTP was the biggest thing, because the Packers were so good and had the Lions number for so long. It's not just a division rival thing, because FTV is down the... Down the the kind of the the spectrum from FTP, and so is FTB. FTP was there, you know what I mean? It was the one, and that's because they were just so good. I'm fine with FTS. I hate Pete Carroll. I've hated Pete Carroll since he ran away from the the, the dumpster fire he started at USC, and I hate USC. I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I and know you what lived the, there. Yeah, I I, I, I was I, we started. You were a, there when that happened, didn't it? We were you? no, no, but um okay. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I was actually. We started a charter school. I don't want to go too deep into it, but one of the, the the ladies that was started it with her husband was a linebacker on the Rams before that for USC, and he used to love rubbing in my face that he played on the USC team that handed Bo Schenckler his last loss as a coach, and I that just burned my ass so much. I've, I've hated that nothing <laughs> seared USC hatred in my mind more than that, that guy. So I don't want to get too into it. They're good people, good family, the whole thing, but f. USD. so anyway all that they're easy to hate they're easy to hate um they so they get they
1: get so many calls against everybody like packers fans can't stand them because they always get calls yep it's yep. it's it's weird how that happens so I, I will never forget screaming at the tv yep. and screaming on social media about kj Wright knocking that ball out of the end zone
0: yeah how do yep. you
1: not see that how do you not know that's a rule
0: yeah sure so it's it's it is what it is they're 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 a good team and it sucks to say it but That's
1: that's a really and not aside from them being a good team they're also a poor matchup for detroit and we're going to talk a little bit about why jerry specifically was a really bad matchup because they have two receivers that are divergently skilled and they both do the two things independently that he's not really good at <laughs> so that, that's a really <laughs> bad time for him. Uh, but yeah, the, I think Glover Quinn, actually uh, former Lions safety, uh, he tweeted it out like right after the game. He's like, "Sometimes man, some of the other teams just has your number, mm-hmm. um, yep. and, I, and I, it's inexplicable sometimes." But damn if it ain't true, man! <laughs> like yep. they, they, they own us right now. You can't, you got, you got, you got to tip your hat to them. Or something like that—that's that, a good football team.
0: Yeah. Yep, that is what it is but we'll talk about it we'll talk about the defense we'll talk about some of that stuff um I okay. wish they didn't always whoop our ass because I would like that team if not I'm, I'm with the dcp one they i that's fine i I can't say and Pete Carroll he, once he's run out of town I might I might have something I friend have, have close friends that are Seattle fans it's it's all that thing I could I could be like it's okay they're okay if they do fine but right now I can't because of him so that's it main character syndrome just think about it the other team gets paid just as much they have the same calorie salary cap and they have a say in the matter too sometimes it's just a bad matchup that's that's where we're at we'll talk about the matchup we'll talk about some of the things that happened and uh, we'll talk about what what we saw out there in the field okay second item at least we ain't the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Justin Fields ripping on the coaching. Can you imagine if Jared oh Goff God. had shat upon our coaching staff the same way that Justin Fields did in Chicago? I am telling you, that is a tire fire inside a dumpster in Chicago. That place is just going. Arlington Heights, I guarantee Chicago saying, you can have them. We don't want to <laughs> stake around here anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, and, and so obviously Fields has since tried to walk it back a little bit. The fact that they're treating him like a robot, or they wanted to be, I, I, I've only, I've only seen bits. Of, I haven't actually read the entire quote or watched the press conference, but the fact that he said it in public and felt strongly enough to do it when he did, like, damn, that's bad. That's 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 a really, really bad situation there. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's something that. <laughs> they're, they're just, and that's not even the, like the biggest issues they've had today.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, their,
1: their defensive coordinator resigned for health reasons. There is some weird speculation out there that goes on and I won't get into that because it might not be true. It might be true. I don't know. Can't speak to that. I'm not an investigative reporter in Chicago but there's a lot of weird things going on in the world of Alan Williams and around Alan Williams and it's probably best that he did step away um and if it is for health reasons I can certainly understand it because uh I mean the mental health that he's going to be going through with what's going on it's it's Mel Tucker-ish yeah
0: yeah 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 kind of
1: um and that's that's very unfortunate and by the way and I have to say is preemptive no on signing Nathan Peterman, Lions fans.
0: <laughs> no. Um, Loretto asks, it's like or says, it's like when the Patriots would go to the Super Bowl and get whacked by last place Miami, like randomly all the time. It is. Oh, they just yes, their numbers, all the man. time. It is. They <laughs> did. They really did." <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's okay so okay we'll get into it that's the warm-ups at least we ain't the bears main character syndrome i think those are great yeah. topics and uh thank you to mlg bong hits for that one that was that was that was a
1: big that was, that, right. was a, that was a really good spot on post that i wish i would have written myself so thank you for that dude. thoughtful that
0: insightful i mean yep yeah yep showing some intelligence there um Gem. It's like it's like all kinds of dirt. You find a diamond. There you go. All right, let's get into it. Seahawks game. I want to start out really quick with uh, just because t- t- <laughs> I feel like it's over with. Let's get the last last word in on the ski mask thing. You know the thing about it. We begged people. We talked about it last week. We begged people, please, please, no, no bad behavior, no criminal uh, element to this. Don't wreck this. And then. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure y'all heard there was a, there was an assault and it was a massive assault. Um, hundreds of thousands of people were abused by Jarek Reed in the Seattle locker room, wearing the blue ski mask. I think that sucked the wind out of every ski mask. where Amazon returns. <laughs> they've got, they've got UPS trucks loaded with ski masks and nothing else heading back right now. God, that was horrible. God, that was horrible. You know
1: I I will say that I think that Lions fans in general had the right response to it afterwards. Like, okay, we tried, it was cool, and now it really didn't work, so we're done with it. And that that's the way to do it. And and I, I hearken it back and I put this on social media. Back in twenty 20- the Houston Texans. I remember this. They were eleven and one, and they went to New England, and New England was like their white whale that they had to slate it to move on. Um, and they all wore Letterman's like high school Letterman's jackets. They were sweet with the like the like the leather sleeves on it and everything. And they had like the year or like their color. They were awesome. They were really really cool. and It was a great gimmick. JJ Watt and Connor Barwin and and Brian Cushing were all behind it, and they went up there and they got up forty two to seven, and. Like it became a mass. Like it's still known as the the Letterman Jacket game in Houston. Like it, it's still a thing. Like don't ever don't ever bring that up. And like, but I and I remember JJ Watt talking about you know we weren't afraid to do that because we had enough confidence in ourselves and it didn't work, but that's okay you know because we had that belief and I, and I would I would guess that CJ Gardner Johnson would who's the instigator most would have the same reaction like you know what. It was great. We tried it. Dropped the ball. Didn't work. And, you know, there it goes. You know, it, it better better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all or something like that.
0: Prop comedy always sucks. Don't be prop football. <laughs> just just move on. Just just go move on. Um, and this is this is the thing. This is kind of you, you, Jeff Gibson has hit on it in the chats. The whipsaw here. And this is the, the, the Jekyll and Hyde reference from from what we have today. Lions fans are ridiculous at times. It's not just Lions fans. Just just to be fair, we lost one game and fire. Everyone is ridiculous. We went one to six start the season last year. This team will learn from this. We lead division. We beat the Super Bowl champs. And everybody is is ready to buy tickets to the Super Bowl this year. Yes, we lose one game. And everybody's ready to buy paper bags instead of ski masks. Everyone's ready to just sign it. It's over. Fire. Fire AG. Fire, it's fire awesome. Campbell. Fire, fire Like You're here. There was it's a lot like, of that. Like, I couldn't God, believe people. it. Holy cow. <laughs> I, I get being a fan and 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 I'm thankful you're not running the team, <laughs> but it's 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 there's there's a middle road, right This is where gosh. like caldwell, the thing that he said that I remember that I thought bit us in the ass uh, uh, sometimes along the way, and how he coached, but on this he was absolutely right, never too high, never too low, yeah. right, and just ride it just just it's okay. you're two games in the season. there's a problem with injuries. We'll get about this, but oh my gosh. Calm down, folks. Calm down. Remember when Aaron Rodgers had to teach people in Green Bay how to spell relax?
1: Yes. I'll just say this about it. We lost 37-31 to a returning playoff team that we didn't force a punt on a year ago that got better, that drafted the guy that most of you wanted in the first round to play the spot that Brian Branch was playing. They're a good football team. We were negative three in the turnover ratio, and we lost in overtime on a game that was winnable. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we were awful. It's not like we were blown out. It's not like we were embarrassed. It was a close football. It was a it, it felt like a playoff game, and my my post game write up on it treated it as like it feels like we just lost a playoff game. Yeah, like that. It had that fever and intensity and feeling to it, and I think that helps when they might meet again in January, mm-hmm. and may, maybe the the table turns, you know, the, the or turn, the, turn tables. the tables or whatever whatever the thing it is, because that. This team doesn't have playoff experience, and, and I think the the lack of intensity there, and the lack of being able to win those games, you know, we talk about it all the time. You got to learn how to win those games. This is the, they they will learn how to win from this. If they don't, then we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. But we don't, we don't know that there's a problem right now. Does it suck to lose? Hell yeah, it does. I, I wanted to win that game that it, it, because it was there, and and I do think not to go against what we just talked about with the main character I do think that the Lions were very complicit in their own loss w- mm. without taking credit away from, from Seattle. But I think, I think some of the decisions that Dan made, I think some of the execution mm. on the field of the game plan by the players wasn't good enough.
0: We'll def- definitely and, get into that. We will definitely. Yeah. But we, we held them to 11 fewer points this year than we did last year there's an improvement on the defense i'm, I'm let's we'll, we'll i'll be okay. hey
1: and <laughs> and what seven of those points were from the def- from their defense so our mm-hmm. defense played a lot better than it did it, yes. it very nearly halved what what they got a year ago.
0: that's right that's right all right so let's go um still not good enough but it makes <laughs> you feel a little better anyways um we're getting oh and Anna's in there jeff's losing the plot mcdc doesn't make mistakes. That's the gout talking. Um, let's get some water in there. Yeah, that Arctic uh, Gatorade is probably causing a flare up. Next piece. <laughs> that was That's horrible. Oh
1: I want to put. Like like a wanna,
0: peach. I want to put something back. Um, and this is this is I think this is going to be uh, an important thing just to, to put down. We acknowledge it and move on. Officiating. Yes, it was shit. Yes, there was egregious yeah, was. holding throughout the game on the offensive line from the Seattle Seahawks. I was stunned that it wasn't called and they got away with such a bad. I mean, right in front of officials over and over and over. I was stunned that it was especially after what we saw last week in Kansas City. You would think the rest would be like, let's just kind of a little element of focus here after what happened. We just want to make sure it's clean and we don't get called out again. Nope, none of that. It was horrible. We'll talk to Blandino this uh, in in a little bit here, guys, not today, but in a a little bit, we'll get, we'll go into depth on this here. Right. But, and this is something I'm going to say, but before I say, I want to say the people that don't hear the next part of this, you're stupid and you're purposely dopey, like Dan Campbell's 89 and then subreddit who lies about shit we've said before. Um, It isn't why we lost. (laughs) It isn't why we lost. Officiating. so get past that it sucks right it sucked but we have to beat and play through it just like we did in casey it's 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 obviously something it's there's a human element there's the chaos element that the fucking league loves because it creates talk on the ground the water cooler it's we're putting it to bed right now um unless we see somebody dragging around behind a tractor on a play or something something that bad we're not going to talk about it anymore so yes, it was, it was shit. Yes, it was shit. The week before it's probably going to be shit this week. It's probably going to be shit the week after it's probably going to be shit all season. We might get some benefits from it. It was shit on the Gino, um, uh, intentional grounding play. It was, a, it was a joke. My God, it's, that was that probably was the awful. worst call of the game, right? I would agree. Yes. I would. <sighs> that. So
1: I would say that that, and the, the double, the, the, the DPI on Kirby Joseph when when DK Metcalf facemasked him, <laughs> and they called him for the flag. And, and oh I God, yeah. e- even after being facemasked, I'm still not sure that Kirby was guilty of pass interference. Like uh, it's the same, I, he same. didn't really touch him. Yep, he didn't. And I, I don't know where they came up with that call. That, like that, yeah. that was awful. Yep, but yeah, but it's they, not why. They,
0: it's not why. No, it's and, no, it's not. And it sucks. And and that's the thing I want. I want to be clear about. Right? Yeah, it sucked. But it's not why. So we're going to move on from it and be done with it. But just it is. It's just the way things are going to be. To, to be. They had opportunities to overcome it. it.
1: Yep. As they did in Kansas City. I thought Dan's talking about it afterwards, where he said, "You know, we got you got to play with the the crew that you got." And I thought they did a good job of that in Kansas City. I don't think they did as good of a job of that in. In, in uh at home against Seattle. Uh, I will say Matt Nelson probably got away with as much holding as any Seattle Seahawk offensive lineman know. did as well.
0: All right. Uh, well, I'm talking, I'm talking to America here, Jeff. Hold on a minute. Uh let's get into the offense. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the offense. Um, what did we see out there uh from the Detroit Lions on offense? And I'll just start up with. <laughs> We put up 31 points on offense. 31 points should be enough. 31 points should be enough. This is an issue, and we're going to go into this in depth. We have Aaron Glenn as a topic on his own. We're not going to talk about it when we talk about defense here in the game review. Don't worry. We will get into this. 31 points should be enough against 90% of the teams you face to win the GD game in the NFL, period. Yep. (laughs) Three.
1: can't dispute that
0: the injuries. We'll talk about injuries in a bit too. That's, that's where my heart has fallen the most on this team, but we'll, we'll get to it offensively. I think the game plan was strong. I think the play that we did well. Um, we'll talk about coaching as well, because that last drive has raised a lot of question marks. I have some questions about it. Riz, you may not. I don't know. We haven't, we haven't discussed this ahead of time. We so haven't um, talked about that, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to roll that up and see where we both land on that. But I feel sure. like the, the offense did enough. And again, we're very much facing the same offense that, you know, or we're ha- carrying the same offense that we did last year that did so well for us at the end of the season. The pick six from Jared Goff. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. Yep, it sucked. Yep, it sucked. But if Jared Goff throws one interception and it's a pick six every 383 passes, I'll take that. I'll take that in spades, period. End of day. I will yeah, absolutely I'll take, take
1: that. that. Yeah. So so let's talk about that play for a second. Yeah. So it there was some... Talk and and Dan Campbell and Jared Goff sort of contradicted one another on who was to blame for that. Goff pointed the finger at himself, and Dan he didn't exactly point the finger at Gibbs, but in, well, he did say that the route was bad and insinuated that it was more on on Gibbs than it was Goff. So my take on it, I'll, I'll share that first. I did the film review. I watched the, I got up at five this morning and watched the game and, and posted my thoughts at Lions' Wire. Please check it out. Thank you. <laughs> but one of the th- what I said was, was, and I didn't remember this in the heat of the the moment, but they had run the exact same play and pass three snaps earlier. And on that particular play, Gibbs sat. like as soon as he made the break, he turned and sat and and caught the ball. Uh, it, was, it was actually a high throw. Um, but he, And, like, Goff found him. So, Goff threw where he was on that play three plays earlier, except he threw it lower and behind where Gibbs would have been on that anyways. But I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I Is it fair to blame them both? Like, because I don't think it was a very good throw, even if Gibbs was where – Maybe Goff thought he would be and wasn't, <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, like I, I I'm going to trust the quarterback more than I'm going to trust the rookie running back to be where where where. If there's a dispute about where somebody's supposed to be, I'm going to side with the veteran quarterback over the rookie running back playing a second game. That could be wrong, right. but I'm going to give Goff that benefit of the doubt. I think he's earned that. Yeah, where are you I, at on that?
0: You know, I've been in on Goff for a long time, right? I'm not going to excuse mistakes from Goff, though. But I will say the one thing Goff has done from the beginning and and through the time when it was the worst for Jared Goff in Detroit with fans and everything else, he took it. He was a leader. He always puts the blame on himself. He always carries it. I think with him, you'll never know whether it's him or somebody else because he's always going to take quote-unquote credit, right? And I I give Jared Goff – as a human being, right? A ton of credit. And, and he's one of those guys that especially what he's been through everywhere he's played, he started out that the team was a, a pile of shit and he's found success. I mean, he's found a lot of success True. from every team started out. As, and here we are. And I have faith that he's going to do it again. And, and faith is not a plan. I understand. Hope is not a plan. I understand that. I think they were out of sync. I want to blame Gibbs he's the rookie it's the easy place to go i'm not i'm not as concerned about it i saw on the on the pick six i saw um his his his, he got um his arm interfered with with nelson on the on the throw there's a lot of things that kind of happened in there it looked like i I just don't think it was an ideal setup for anybody i don't think it was i think there was a whole kind of number of (laughs) things that were stacked tolerances if you will that created that situation i'm again if every 383 throws that's what we get okay. <laughs> I'm not going to not going to have a problem um so that yeah, that's that's kind of where i'm at i i don't want to tear okay. too much into it you know what i mean that's a single play yeah. and and i think overall if if i had that kind of a performance out of the offense all the time i'd be i'd i'd be in on this team right so i i'm okay with mistakes happen it's the uh it's the um it's the NFL. Um, I gotta say, Tampa Detroit Lion. I'm gonna get we'll get we'll get to your question. Thank you for the super chat. Uh love the show. Well let's do it right now. Question what is really going on with Bugs and will he play again? We'll just we'll just roll into the defensive side of the ball right now on the defense thing. to so Tampa's question. We'll use that as a um as a segue, yeah. as they say in the business. Um <laughs> Not the scooter thing that you are right around to get the mail. <laughs> Wow, you got be! My
1: neighbor here. has one. It's it's pretty <laughs> sweet. He hasn't let me write it yet.
0: What's up with bugs? All people is- not,
1: don't, not supposed to be on those things. What's that? What,
0: what have you heard about bugs? What's going on with our guy?
1: He's paying for not working hard in the off season.
0: Can we believe together that he's going to show up this week? He's going to play.
1: I I'm not sure, honestly. I uh, I don't know. So to to rewind back to when he was in Pittsburgh, he kind of got a reputation for not being the easiest guy to coach there. Mm. And a lot of people chalk that up to Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin is a kindred spirit to Deuce Staley where he approaches things a certain way. And if you don't respond to that way, he's just going to get rid of you. right? That's what Pittsburgh does. And it's incredibly effective for them. It's worked very well for them. He's never had a losing season. Like, I'm, not, this is not a diss on Mike Tomlin. It works, but it doesn't work for every player. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wonder if there the shades of that that came out of Pittsburgh and why they gave up on bugs started to show here. And they're either trying to... See if he can overcome that on his own or else ship him out. And I don't know the answer to that question. I wish I did, but I don't. But I think we'll learn a lot if they are playing Broderick Martin over him this weekend. And that could happen.
0: I have a sense that Broderick and Bugs will be in the game. And I'll tell you two reasons. Bugs being in the game is out of necessity because of what's going on at the position. Number one, <laughs> Pascal's out. I think also, you got a running team and you're going to want some some guys to be getting air while you got guys playing. Yeah, you, you need some run stopping because they play 22 personnel a lot. <laughs> and it, and I'll, 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 we'll talk about Ash later, but definitely watch his, his yeah. tomorrow. He talks directly about that. But the other part is Ooh, that good. if you're, if you're going to look, if you're going to ship bugs, he's got to get field time. Otherwise, people are going to think something else is wrong. He's got to get out there. So you've got to get him time in spot so you can get rid of him so even if you think he's bad tough to coach and not going to give you and you're going to have to trade him away then he's still got to be on the field I think this is the perfect time to put on the field bugs will be on the field and I think his attitude and his play this week next week and going forward will just determine what his future is in in Detroit Um, I want to go back really quick on the offense really uh, just to talk about one thing Taylor Decker was out said that um, Panay was likely not going to roll over into Decker's position of course he did I I'll tell you that's it's highly indicative. It's the one thing I it was in my head and I didn't say it out loud. That means Decker's gonna miss a couple of games. If you have a situation where Decker's gonna miss one game, I don't think they would have done that. But if Decker's gonna miss a couple, then you start reshuffling the line like that and, and and make those kind of moves. that's 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 why that would happen. So and I and I heard yeah, later and, in the week the that they were that, starting to practice that way. So
1: Yeah. Um they actually uh, so last Friday yeah, Friday is was the last day the Tuesday, the Thursday game still thrown off Tuesday. <laughs> um, on Friday, Halepula Vadi Vaitai was the left tackle for most of practice, for the entirety of the practice portion that was open to the media. So maybe that was just chicanery. Maybe that's trying to make Pete Carroll think. I, I don't know, but uh, it, it was interesting that they did it. I thought they did well. I thought I will give Matt Nelson some credit. I thought he was good. Uh, he was be- he was better than I thought he'd be, and that is more for my low expectations of him rather than him being like great. But like he was fine. Like, he was he was not a problem. I scored thirty one points and, and threw the ball over three times. Like yep. he did well enough. Sewell Sewell was not as good of a run blocker on the left side, and I think that's just he doesn't have that practice reps there. And there was one time where he was beat. And you can see it. It's in the third quarter. It's on their second drive. He's setting up in pass pro and fired the wrong hand. Like, because he's so used to being on the right side, like that, that's, that's a, that's a mistake from not having reps, not he sucks. Right. And that will get better as he plays longer there. And I, I'm with you, Chris. I do think that because they have two games coming in, was it five days? They play Sunday and then they go to green Bay the following Thursday you can't ask injured guys to play Mm-mm. both Mm-mm. you, you kind of have to pick one or the other because then you've got 10 days again before carolina and th- like that that will be the time that's why i don't think we're going to see david montgomery sunday mm-hmm. i do think we'll see him thursday but i don't think we're going to see him sunday against
0: atlanta yeah Ooh, that's, and interesting. Decker, that's a quicker return than i thought for montgomery that actually makes that so warms so my heart. We'll talk about let's get into injuries in a little bit. We yeah, just, we? yeah, we will. But
1: <laughs> but I think I think you we I think you're right. I think we will see these same offensive line. Well, Vitae won't be playing, Greg Glasgow will be your right guard, but I think you're going to see Matt Nelson at right tackle and Sewell at left tackle. I think the experiment worked. And yeah. props to Hank for getting it Hank Fraley for getting it ready. Props to Dan Campbell for trusting the getting, and, <laughs> and 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 you know what? Matt Nelson, I crapped on you all summer, dude. You shut me up. Good for you. Yeah. Do it again. Please. Awesome. <laughs>
0: Please. Yeah. And and Evan Brown going down. He, 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 was,
1: he was solid.
0: Yeah. Evan Brown going down. I felt so bad for the guy. But by the same token, I'm like, should have played for the Lions, man. <laughs> and then, sorry. All right. So, hey, really quick. Yeah. He D. did come back. Yeah. Um, Shh, and, sh- sh- yeah. <laughs> Uh, pat d thank you sir for the wonderful super chat you guys are the most generous folks in the world I, I love our audience the folks i've met doing this you guys are some of the the very very best people on earth uh scale of one to ten how worried are you both about the team going forward i'm confident in dan ag does concern me that was a tough matchup goss touchdown drive after the inception sold me on golf let's just do the one to ten thing because pat we will cover the other stuff 100 in, in the show yeah. coming up um how worried about your team are you going forward with
1: they're better than I thought they'd be right now. I thought they'd be 0 and 2. So I'm I'm still where I'm at. I, I still think this is a the NFC North champion and hosting a playoff game and anybody that they play in the playoffs they can beat. Yep. I, I don't think they're gonna win more than one playoff
0: game, but mm-hmm. they could. It depends on that run but at I, the end of the year, right? What does that run look yeah. like? Yep.
1: And your health. Like will will James Houston be back. Will CJ Gardner Johnson be back? Because Dan Campbell opened the door for both of those potentials today. You know, will Vitae be healthy? Like, there's so much that happens between now and then. Oh, literally, 15 games. Like, we're still in summer. Like, the playoffs are in winter. Like, there's a whole season in between there. Yeah. to go through.
0: Yeah. I I will cover some of that in the injury piece. I don't want to give all my all my I don't give away all my juice just yet. But there's some I, I have some. My heart's broken right now with injury, but I have an angle for you folks to think about when we get there. So,
1: all right, let's talk about the defense. Where are you at? What 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 number are you at? I I'm, I'm going to say I'm still at an 8.
0: I would say I'm there too. We expected to be okay. we thought I thought it was very very likely we could be and 2 right now. And and I I never ever would have predicted a 1 and 1 was us beating Kansas city and losing to Seattle that never would have crossed my mind. Right. And so that crosses up the wires. I think that crosses up people's wires because we beat the Super Bowl champs and we turn around and and we choked against the team. We were at that point supposed to beat. Right. And people are like, what I think we were favored to win that game. yep, Yep. I think Campbell's absolutely right in, in, in his sense that this is good because frankly, the ski mess stuff and some of the other stuff going on, there's a lot more swag in these boys walk than they had earned. And I think that this is this is kind of a good like a er, little bit of break, a little bit of foot pump. We still got work to do, gentlemen. We still got work to do, and that's that's what what, what we have to do. So I, I'm 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 still eight. I still feel good about it. I think Dan Campbell's a coach is going to be solid and be able to put um and 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 put a great season together with this team and the and the leadership from Goff and his ability to deliver. I'm I'm still at an eight. I'm with you on the All right, uh, defense. Everyone wants to talk about AG. We will talk about AG. AG warrants his own topic. Okay, so we'll get into that. I promise you we will talk about AG. But we're just going to talk about the defense more broadly today. And I want to talk about Jerry, you know, Jerry Jacobs. He was on TV a lot. (laughs) His name was mentioned a lot. And not in the context (laughs) of you. Well, that's it's kind of stinks. It doesn't happen often when you're a cornerback until you get to like sauce level. Right. And then they talk about you because of how great you are when you're when you're a Lions cornerback right now, you don't want to be mentioned. And Jerry did get beat. Jerry got beat a couple of times. It happened. It absolutely did. He had a bad game, but there were he got (laughs) there were times when I watched Cam Sutton covering DK and he got beat just as bad. He just didn't cover him as often. (laughs) DK Metcalf is a burner route running machine. You Need help, I don't care who you are as a cornerback. The wide receivers in Seattle are dang good. Is Jerry Jacobs sauce gardener? not yet. Jerry Jacobs thinks he can be. I think he's the guy that's got the work ethic and the and and the and the and the and the, the grit to get there. If his body can do it he'll he's the guy that'll do it, but he's not that now, and the way we schemed him was a tragic. Error for Jerry, and I. That's that's how that's how you break a guy like Jeff Okuda. Put him in those kinds of situations for a bunch of years. Jerry will shrug this off. I haven't talked to him afterward. I want to give him some healing time. Uh, Jerry will shrug this off. I know he will. He'll do. He'll 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 come back fine. But man, that was a shit plan, and they just didn't ever adjust to give him the help that he needed. Man, wow. And. And
1: some of that is certainly on him. Uh, he yeah, did not. Yeah. So, so there are two things that Jerry doesn't do well. He does not flip his hips and trail well. That's not. Right. That's not what he does. That's not the kind of cover guy that he is. And whenever he was guarding Tyler Lockett, who is one of the best receivers in the league and arguably the best red zone wide receiver in the league, pound for pound. Yep. Yep. That drag route, they they torched him, man. Uh, because they, they the the. Jerry didn't execute it as well as he needed to with with inside technique because they still let him get inside. You can't do that, Jerry. Yeah, but yeah. they they set him up for that very well. When you're playing DK Metcalf, you've either got to front him or you've got to you got to disrupt the timing and not let him get a clean look. And Jerry, he didn't do it when he was asked, but he also they were asking him to play off some, and they didn't have the the couple well. one. Safety, the single high safety, you can't that's, – that's a terrible defensive call against that specific football team. Did it help stop the run? Yeah, it did. Was the run the problem? No, it was not. <laughs> Seattle was smart. Again, give credit to Pete Carroll. Give credit to, I agree, to their offensive coordinators. They understood what Detroit was doing defensively, and they countered it incredibly well, and Aaron Glenn didn't adapt to that. His players also didn't adapt to that. Now, where I'm going to get on Jerry a little bit, dude missed three tackles in that game, and two of them he was diving at feet that weren't there anymore. I know he knows better, and I know that he's been told he knows better by people in that building, and I don't expect to see that again from Jerry. I expect him to bounce back from that. But as far as the coverage thing, like, like, was DK Metcalf one of the first three or four players taken in, like, Every fantasy league, like there's a reason why. Like he's he's really freaking good, and that's the but thing. It, I don't, that doesn't that doesn't excuse Jerry. It's context for what happened to Jerry.
0: Exactly. Uh, he's exactly. he's he's
1: got to play better about it. Like there's no question, and, and you know there's there's all the debates about. Oh, we do we need to, like I don't know who else can replace him. Like Brian Branch is not an outside corner, folks. <laughs> that's not what he does. And Just, with Garfield Johnson out. That role isn't open anymore either. Do you really think that Chase Lucas is going to do better against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett than than Jerry did? I, I don't think so. Stephen Gilmore was inactive. I kind of don't want to have a 168 pound rookie guarding DK Metcalf. Like, there's not a lot of options there. Yep. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, don't expect to see him before Carolina. If even then, like, there's <laughs> you got to go with what you got. So, can you help Jerry? Can you maybe split your safeties? Can you maybe shade your, it's, your but, free safety? But
0: it's, 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 again, let's let's not get too much of this main character syndrome, right? And I, And I'm going to say right. straight up, Jerry didn't play well. He probably played one of his worst games, number yes. one. Number two, the defensive, the way we schemed, did not do him any favors. But when we talk about main character syndrome, like we opened with, thanks to MLG bong hits. <laughs> yeah. Those wide receivers are damn good. I don't care. nobody plays them alone. Nobody plays them. We took a guy who's not quite built to cover one of those guys one on one and told him to do it. That's it. Jerry's a starter. I see it in the chat saying he's not a starter. he's a starter. he's an NFL starter. He was just putting a terrible, terrible, terrible position he is he is he is he a cornerback one no no he's not Ooh. right now but he's a he's a he's a competent c b two so we'll see what happens uh it's gonna be interesting but i i i i jerry had a bad game it sucks it happens to everybody uh c j g j had a bad game that that opening penalty was i just knew i just knew i was like man this is so you, 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 yeah it, it, it i don't know i mean i i, I get you get worked up First game though, or first play of the game, right? Or second play? I think it was the first play of the game. in the defense that was just an absolute disaster. That was a disaster. You can't be you can't be that out of control that fast. That that is that is an absolute lack of discipline. Yeah. That's that's all that is. Oh, that frustrated the hell out of me because I, I I know how good he is, right? He was not in his right yeah. thought process there. Um, he, he he's, you know, he's got God, he damn. he
1: so he he doesn't do it
0: like. He
1: reminds me of professional wrestling, and with the hype and playing to the crowd and building that up, and you know, you know, their whole Ric Flair, whoo, you know, like that's the kind of personality that he is. And and while I don't watch wrestling, I think I think there's a place for that, man. But mm-hmm. I think it, I think this team, quite frankly, needed, needed that. It, yeah, I like, guess something <laughs> we've, we've talked about a lot. Like I think what he brings with that has helped Kirby, It's helped Jerry, it's helped a lot of the defensive players form an identity and congeal as a team together and, and come together and play with more swagger because they needed it. Yeah, Look at the guys who were gone. Like those guys were quiet as hell. Like, and, and again, that's not, that's not any, that's just who they are. That's, that wasn't their personality. And I think that playing to that more flamboyant, strident, swaggy personality, I think it suits I think it suits Eric Glenn well. Quite frankly, I think it suits his defense well, and I wonder how we're going to replace that because Kirby is Kirby's that guy. But I don't know if he's earned that sort of cachet, respect with his teammates yet to be that guy with this group. Maybe he has. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. But uh,
0: and when Kirby, I I, I almost think
1: we're going to miss. I, I think we're going to miss that from CJGJ a lot because I think Brian Branch as a player can, can do as good as CJ Gardner. I really do. But Brian branch is not that guy. That's, that's not his personality. Yep. And I think that that, that change, we're going to see what happens with that. And I, I don't know what's going to go with that, but that's something that I'm definitely going to be watching for going forward.
0: Yep. Yep. I think I'll just say when CJ, GJ went out and Kirby went out with a hip, I just sat there and I tweeted it. <laughs> Or X'd it. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I'll probably say Twitter to the day. Um, yes. That's do. why I just I didn't even answer. And I would just laugh when people would say, "Should we trade Tracy Walker?" Shouldn't we trade Tracy? Man, secondary injuries pl- have plagued this team since the beginning of time. I would never ever trade off a guy like Tracy Walker. Um, when Kirby had to go into action last year, everyone's like, "Uh oh!" Right? We didn't know what we had, and we were damn lucky to have Kirby. We have depth. Do not trade away your depth. Tracy Walker, 11 million. Oh, who's going to pay 11 million for a backup? We, I will. If we're already under cap and he's signed and that's the team, I'll take it. Because depth is one of the things that, as we see after this week, is a crucial part of any team that can have a possibility to do something and, and do damage in the NFL. So there's that.
1: Um, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask this rhetorically to the chat. Would you rather have Tracy Walker playing that position or
0: Will Harris playing that's that position? Because you <laughs> that's your that's your options. Trade Tracy. I wanted to see Will against the Seahawks this last week. That would have been great. <sighs> OK, there you go. So that's the defense. The defense had a tough time um, and we'll get into. um, Like I said, the A.G. thing, but let's talk about coaching outside of A.G. this week. Um the the only note I mean it's all in my head I just have a note here is oof the <laughs> uh, coaching was was um confusing at times all grit in the first quarter and then you play for the tie at the end and I get I, I understand I know he explained it but with the time yeah. and the timeouts that play calling was called to get us conservatively to a field goal for a guy who we hadn't trotted onto the field all week. And frankly, as, as somebody who watched him in the preseason and training camp, I'm really not super high on Riley Patterson. He's a good guy. He can, he makes some good kicks inside. I just don't want to see it. You know, I'm not, I'm not into that. I wanted us to go and put the points on the board and walk away with that W before the end of regulation. I, I believe, and look, Coach Campbell's a smarter football mind than I'll ever be. So I just, I'm just, I'll put that out there, but I believe that we need to be more aggressive in our play calling at the end and, and go for and get that. Now I get your fourth down at that point, you got to kick it. And you got to take the three, right? You have to, but what yes. we did in the three downs before that, eh, not so much, not so much, not so much. Hmm.
1: I wanted one. I wanted one shot. One. Take one.
0: Yeah
1: didn't get that yeah I, I think the way that the game and the time was set up they had a chance to run something with Sam Laporta with Kali Freeman running to his outside and let golf pick and choose uh, because the Seahawks couldn't cover either of them all day uh, I, and I do think that one of the one of the failings of the offensive coaching staff in this game was that they ignored Kelly Freeman again yes. and when you watch the game tape Dude was open a lot, and the, they're not using him that way.
0: The flea flicker. I was like, oh, my God, J-Mo gets in. That's his ball every time, right? But there's killers, yes. And I'm like, Raymond's out there, guys. Why in the F aren't we using him? He was, I, I forget the yardage numbers last year, but he was a good receiver. He was, he was reliable. He was, he was a, a, a stick-moving guy. And he, it, it, why is Marvin Jones? I, just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Mar- Marvin bad. did not have a good game again.
0: Nothing bunt nothing. drops, man. I. In.
1: I, <laughs> I uh, so, literally, like in the room right above me, my kitchen's right above me. Um, I have a lemon nothing bunt cake to over. My birthday was Sunday. They ruined my birthday. Happy birthday,
0: birthday again. Jeff. And, um, <laughs>
1: quick shout out to Mike from Football Alliance for pointing out that the Lions are. Oh, 11 and one on my birthday in my lifetime. I was born in 1972, September 17th. Um, I, I'm exactly two years younger than Mark Brunel, the quarterback coach. So they've never won on Mark Brunel's birthday either. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also Patrick Mahomes' birthday. Um, but yeah, the I, I love nothing. The lemon nothing bun cake is one of my favorite things on earth. And, uh, yeah. We did not get it from Marvin's. We got it from the one in Granville, which is. I, live I only North shop French Marvin's.
0: <sighs> I go to Marvin's. I wish only, I could. Have, um, and I forget. I get them back and I freeze them and I mail them home. I will only shop at Martha. Mar, 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 Marvin's. Nothing so but drops. Yeah. Um, no, they're great stuff. Great they're stuff. So
1: good. The, the little buntlets, man.
0: Oh, Those are perfect because they're only like 330 calories.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and- <laughs> You better believe I mean that old bad
0: boy. (laughs) All right. So there you go. Uh, Coaching Dan Campbell got a little bit weak in the knees. I feel like when he didn't need to. Let me ask you this
1: the fourth and three that they missed early, that would have been a 48 yard field goal. Would you have kicked it there?
0: Early. so if I was early had in the game, if I had, it was, a it was picker,
1: seven, it was either seven to seven or 10 to seven at that point. I don't remember which.
0: So here's, I'm going to, there's, there's um, a misnomer that people have. If we had that. We would have won in overtime with the, with the kick. It's a whole different game. Like you don't get to just put three points on the job of the board and think nobody calls different plays or does things differently. It's a different game. So you can't say that. Right. I don't trust Riley Patterson. That's my thing that's and 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 maybe that's a me thing, and that's and and I again, I'm happy to be wrong the right thing if I have a kicker, I trust, I do it, but I don't trust Riley, I don't, and I'm sorry, he's just not been consistent, he hasn't been the locked on guy like look if i'm if I'm the Seahawks, right, I don't trust my kicker that game either, my God, he was terrible, they win the game. In regulation, if he doesn't choke those kicks, if you want to just say, if that happens, that's the way it changed the game, right? Um, ah, it was ugly. It was ugly. It
1: was, it, what's his I, I, He's my fantasy kicker, too. And I actually lost uh, to my son, parenthetically, in fantasy because he missed those kicks. Um, that second one that he missed, good Lord, that was awful. <laughs> that was really, really bad. Yeah, um, that, that happens. Um I didn't have a problem with Dan going for it there because the defense in fact did get the ball back. Uh, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, they forced a punt. Uh, it wasn't a three and out. Yep. They did force a punt. So yep. there's there's also the impact of it sends a message to your defense that you trust them. That if with this doesn't work, that I've got faith in you that you can stop them. And it's hard to put a value on that, but if you've ever competed in a sport knowing that you're when you know that your coach has that back has that trust and faith in you it's going to pump you up man
0: yeah. like
1: uh, you, you just have to, and and again you can't put a statistical value you can't pff grade that but i, I do believe there's something i really do I, because i've you know i i've been in situations where like oh yeah okay yeah, I can I can do that. Yeah, coach, I got that. Um, it didn't work, but I like I felt better, like you know? Does does that make sense? I'll,
0: yeah, I'll yeah, channel yeah. Ash there.
1: Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, I totally get you. I get you. I just I think the coach confused everybody. I think the coach confused everybody. The
1: mixed um, signals were tough. Yeah. Um I would encourage folks to check out Russell Brown, um, who wrote about that yeah. at Lions Wire. Um, because he said that um Dan Campbell got in the way of Dan Campbell in that game, and I do agree with that. Um and I think that Russ very eloquently did that. He, by the way, he's got a nice video coming soon. Um, that, and they're recording it right now. Oh,
0: can I tell you how awesome <laughs> Russell and Brown Russell Brown and Scott Bischoff were together? Holy yeah. smokes, man. That was like like I know they're good, right? I know they're so they're such good minds, but together, the chemistry they had, I was like and these guys, they, they put together. I they're was dudes
1: that just they just love football and love talking yeah. football. And they explain yep. it in a way where if you don't watch football closely, you can understand what they're saying. And I yeah. have a tremendous appreciation for that. Yeah. Great job, gents.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely check out their videos. Uh, Bish and Brown is uh, is what we got coming from them. It's great. Great stuff. You guys asked for it. Detroit Lions podcast delivers. <laughs> we have content every day, doubles every day. It's the fire hose of content for you folks. And uh I'll tell you what, another one, like I said, Ash has got something coming. I'll touch on it a little bit more, but boy, he is the kinder, gentler Ash. He's he's he did uh he kind of did a self scout, listened to a lot of feedback, did a lot of, a lot of work. He's just really freaking good. And and you know, and I know you too. Um, I, I said this earlier. I love Eric Schlitt, right? I love him. And I'll put Eric and yes. and 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 uh, Ash head to head any day with There's their football knowledge. Yeah, with their football knowledge, Ash is like when it comes to cap, Ash has got it. Ash is freaking got yeah. it. He is like he has got. He is who Rain Man when it comes <laughs> to the cap and understanding it. He is incredible. Um, again, love Schlitt to death. Um, but Ash yep. is—he's got some really, really special. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm glad we have—he's really, really something good. So, well, uh,
1: yeah. we'll you'll, you'll they see sort of—they sort of approach—they approach football from the same sort of perspective,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they do see things a little bit differently. But like their background from how they're approaching the, the football situation is similar. And I look—I like, I, I freaking love Eric. I, I still read most of his work. Um, I and I'm not someone who consumes a lot of football. Like it's. My job is football, so I don't like what like I don't mm-hmm. I don't listen to football podcasts. I don't like read other things about football. Like when I'm when I'm not working on it, I, mm-hmm. I, I try to do other things in my life. I do try to make it a point to do Eric, and actually, Eric did an interview with the uh, Lions' director of what's her job title. She's involved in like player mental health. Is the the long and the short of it. And It's a very good work. Check it out, brought of Detroit because uh, Eric did a good job with it, and the Lions specifically asked him to do it. And I think that that's, that speaks to where Eric should be uh, because he's awesome. Yep.
0: All right, let's get to this um, coaching questions uh, from the, from the, uh, from the team. Uh, Next topic straight away. Detroit lions, injury and depth situation. This is where my heart aches. This is where my heart heart aches. I'm just going to kick off a couple of names that you would hope. Maybe you'd only hear one of them on an injury report. Maybe. Maybe two. Um, you got Montgomery, Haskell, CJGJ, James Houston, Alpula Bati Vitae, Decker. I mean, it's just ugly as that's yeah. a bad prom date, bro. Right. It's it's terrible. This is All this right. is just
1: so so let's go through those. Um, Houston, CJ G J are on injured reserve and will be out for at least four weeks. Minimum. Um, yeah. Don't expect them back before Christmas at the very earliest. Yeah. Uh, even, even optimistically, like Dan Dan Campbell talked about it in his press conference today. We're recording this on Wednesday night uh, about how there's a chance that because it was such a clean tear of the peck that maybe he could possibly be back by the end of the season. Like that doesn't mean like week 12. That means like 16, week 17. If you're really lucky.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So. And so it, but it, it sucks so, so they, they are they are out um decker mosley vitai montgomery um pascal actually did they put pascal on ir yeah they did uh-huh. pascal's on ir too so yeah, he yeah, was, he's, last he's week, also yeah. out for four weeks yeah. yeah
0: three more god dang all those names you didn't you, those the, uh, uh like i said one maybe two but so you got Decker, who's like, he's likely out this week, probably out in Green Bay. And then I had expect him back after that. No insider uh-huh. info, but that's my expectation. Okay. Um, Montgomery, you had talked about him before the show really quick. Uh, and I want yeah. you to talk about that. No, it was during the show. Sorry.
1: No, it was during the show. So yeah. I, I, from my understanding is that it's a thigh bruise. And like as long as he can plant hard and do... 'Cause what's David Montgomery best at? He plants those feet hard and cuts hard off of it. And if your thigh doesn't respond to that, it just it it it's tough and he can't do what he can't do. But it's not like nothing's torn. He doesn't need surgery. It just needs excuse me, rest, massage therapy, things like that. I think it's a case of they can sit him Sunday, and then it will be, you know, 12 it'll be what? 14 days thirteen, twelve 12 days yeah. i can't do math yeah. before yeah. green bay and i think i think he could play in green bay especially because that's a night game it's gonna be a little bit colder out i you know i i think you know because you want you want that i don't know but you do actually you want it heated up so that doesn't make any sense Forget I said that. I'm
0: well, you talked about up. the massage therapy. I mean, you think about it. If it's Deshaun Watson, he's got double the timeout because no one's going near that cat. Um, <laughs> that, how that do you,
1: can, can I get diverge real quick here? Yeah, that how do you awesome. give up? How do you give up negative yardage and a half with an eleven point lead and lose? I don't understand how you do that. And by the way, Nick Chubb. Oh God. Like you, like we got, we are we are certainly snake bit with injuries, but. Damn man, that that I don't know anybody that doesn't love Nick Chubb, whether you're a Cleveland guy or not. Like he's he's there's not a better Karmed human being and the fact that he got hurt doing and, and this doesn't look good. Like that that sucks, man. Yeah. I hate that for him. Hate yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I gotta I gotta give a shout out, peaceful Tim, thank you for the ten dollar donation to St. Jude. Thank you so so much to get us up to sixty nine. D six ninety. Uh, nice. <laughs> appreciate you all for helping support St. Nice. Jude and what we're working for here. That's very kind of you, man. Um, all right, let's see what do we got going on here. Um, yeah, so we've got a got, little. Here's the one thing, the one angle. Okay, and uh, looking for the 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 silver lining in the hurricane storm. You look at CJGJ, not going to be back for a while. You look at Houston, not going to be back for a while. You look at some other guys, maybe not back for a while. But they're coming back right as you're making your playoff run. Right as you get to the end of the season. And it could be that not only are they coming back. Yeah, they have a little game speed rust. But they've been in rehab. They're fresh. They're healthy at that point, And you get them back on the field. And C.J., G.J., and James Houston healthy against worn-down teams and players that have played all season could be absolute difference makers. I don't want anybody hurt, and I don't want anyone sitting just to make the push at the end of the year, but I'm trying to find a silver line. management. <laughs> yeah. If I'm trying to find a, a little bit of brightness on a cloudy day, it is maybe they'll be back. Just at the right time to help push us over the top, and when we need it the most,
1: that'd be great. I'm not counting on it, but it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could, it could, ha- it could happen.
0: Yeah, it could. Yeah, as long as we don't drop Nick uh, James Houston into coverage. We'll get into that in just one minute. You gotta have to do a th- uh, please. Everyone donate to St. Jude. Http. I don't know. I tell you all that shit. Uh, St. slash dlp. St. Jude. dot org slash dlp. Tax deductible. Fully help families and their kids. We're raising money trying to get to fifty thousand dollars this year, and raise some money for those sick kids and their families. We've got a. We got doing. A, I mean, the work starts already with getting everything ready for the twenty four hour. Uh, podcast-a-thon on the uh, 3rd of November. We're also going to have a huge auction. We've got stuff signed by the entire offensive line. The Detroit Lions offensive line that's played one game together in three years the starting Detroit Lions offensive line and... The O-Line coach, Hank Fraley. Uh, we got some uh, stuff signed by them. We're going to have some other stuff coming in. It's a great cause for great people. And like we usually do with like when we talk about like, hey, go to uh, Amazon.DetroitLines.Podcast.com. Any of those (laughs) things. We do things because we we help try to help you find value at the other end of it. Um, With St. Jude, when you donate money directly, the value is what you get in your heart. For doing something good and helping people who are in need, right? But when we do the auction, there's all kinds of great Lions gear, signed stuff, autographed stuff. Um, work with Blandino again to maybe get another Super Bowl ball or maybe a ball signed by all the guys and the Fox crew up there. Terry and uh, uh, the rest of the gents up there Sign Has some really, really cool stuff coming in that auction. But help us help us out hit the stjude.org slash DLP help raise money to help these families. It's a, it's a really big deal and we really want your help to, to get to that, that 150000 or that $50,000 mark, which would push us over $150,000 raised total in the years that we've been doing this. So thank you all for helping out stjude.org slash DLP. All right, here it is. The topic of the week, lot of people talking about Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn trouble. On the horizon, what's the state of his seat? Let's get a look from behind. Do <laughs> we see fire? Uh, <laughs> what's going on with Aaron Glenn? Um, I want to. I want to just start. Oh let's just like let's start here. The Kansas City game. Okay, let's start yeah. last week when everybody was still high and everybody thought everything was great and we were going to win 153,000 games this year and next year and however many years that equals. We held them to 20 points. That defense operated against. It's a defense. Oh, we can't stop a mobile quarterback. We can't stop Patrick Mahomes. We stopped Patrick Mahomes and a mobile quarterback. We didn't have to play Chelsea or Kelsey. Yeah, that's true. doesn't matter, right? They're football players. They're all pro football players. We held that team to 20 points. Patrick Mahomes, the great, the enigmatic, the honorable future Hall of Famer, Patrick Mahomes, held them to 20 points. And what we saw there, frankly, is probably good to know if we were to happen to see that team again this year. And people were talking about that after that game. People were talking about that as if that was a potential reality, that it was a real deal, almost written down that we were going to see the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. Hey, we played great against a really, really good team. Okay. we did. Then we had a matchup in Seattle Seahawks, which wasn't as good. And we lost in overtime. We stuck with that team. Our defense was 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 definitely cheeks. Our offense was able to keep up with till within regulation. We kept up with them even through all those injuries. And then three uh, turnovers too. Yeah, three turnovers. uh In the end, we we just couldn't pull it out. The defense was was obviously the thing that we point at. And now immediately, we've heard the calls for Coach Campbell. I think that's just ridiculous. I think those people are professional high ons. But Aaron Glenn. The thing is, there's a lot of them. It's legal now. Uh, Aaron Glenn is a guy. We've seen this story before from. We've seen this exact problem. And I'm just going to use Jerry as an example. When Jerry's getting torched in the first and second quarter, I'd expect someone to put help out there i'd expect something to change in quarter three and quarter four and nothing changed we didn't change a thing james houston i understand the play i understand the play james houston running in coverage i mean hutch hutch got an interception doing that last year if you remember right i mean (laughs) it's not it's it's not a (laughs) it's not a standard operating move i understand that but there's a lot of questions about Aaron Glenn and his ability to coach this defense. Um, there's some good we saw this year, but this week was bad and we've seen exactly like this before Riz. I want to get your reaction. I want to get your thoughts on coach Glenn. And you had a I, I'd really quick before you do, you had a great article that you put together on this at lions wire. Thank you. Lions wire at Today Check it out. Great stuff there all the time from Riz and Russ and Zach and the whole crew. Um, really, really good stuff there. This is a good article on on Glenn. I, I really ask people to read it because it's 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 a valuable read.
1: Thank you. So I, I wrote that uh, Sunday night, uh, one in the morning ish because uh, I couldn't sleep. I was just a lot, a, lot, a lot goes on in your head after that, mm-hmm. and uh, the th- and you just hit on it like this wasn't a one off for Aaron Glenn. The one-off was more of the Kansas City game. And the inability for him to sustain the success, and this goes back to last year, the defense was was doing very, very well for two, three weeks. The Jacksonville game was was phenomenal. And then Carolina happened. And it seems like a long-term thing with Aaron Glenn is that teams that can dictate to him by the way that they line up, give him a lot of trouble. Like, when he can dictate to the the offense, like, I'm going I'm to line my slot up like he's going to blitz, and then we're gonna, he's either going to blitz or we're going to do something else. If the offense isn't phased by that, it's not good. And I think there's a fundamental principle to it. And Dan actually talked about it in his press, post-game press conference, was we ask guys to win their matchups. And that's not a great way to run a defensive scheme when you don't have an overabundance of talent. I think Aiden well, Hutchinson is capable yeah. of doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude we were talking about dude theory in the Slack a lot today. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was that was good. That was a good conversation. Um, but when you don't have you, you've got, I mean, look, Aiden Hutchinson is is there. Like he he's an impact player. He leads, he does lead the NFL in pressures generated. Now some of that is the fact that he's playing all the time. Wait, ninety over ninety percent of the snaps last. Like that, that's that's asking a lot, man. Yes. Like who was who was the guy creating pressure on the last play? Should have gotten a holding penalty. will won't, won't argue with anybody about that. On the very like. He played, I think, seventy or sixty-eight, something like that, like a ridiculous number of snaps for an edge player, and and he's still out there. Like, but they don't have like John Kaminsky, uh, Josh Pastern, when in there, Romeo Quara, you know, Alex Anzalone, um, Kirby Joseph is not Like, they're they're good players, but they're not like impact guys that make the the offense worry about them. They're capable, and I, I think Kirby can become one of those guys, and he damn near was again. Oh, the one play in the game, and I wrote this at Lions Fire today, today, where Aaron Glenn did dictate, and Seattle fell for it. They brought, they brought the safety blitz out of the slot, and they threw it out, uh, designed hot read, and Kirby ju- jumped it, hit him in both hands, and went to the ground. That, that was, was, was a asked, pick yeah. six.
0: Both fingers. That was a
1: game-winning <laughs> pick six right there. And that tells me that Aaron Glenn like still can scheme things up. And that was my frustration with him, and it was my frustration in Carolina. It's been a frustration. It was frustration in the New England game last year. It was a frustration for most of 2021, and we sort of excused it because they just didn't have the players. And yep. That's not wrong, by the way. Like he, that, That's a valid context for what it is. But it feels like there are times where so and and i I, I talked about with this uh, with brandon Kerr uh on on Twitter a little bit he is a Bill Parcells guy, and if you go down from Bill Parcells being the top of the tree, there are branches, and one of the branches is Romeo Cornell and he sort of goes over here and the- re- Rex and Rob Ryan come in another one over here i know I know buddy was their dad, and he does some different things but by and large, they are Parcells people from the Parcells principles. And in general, you want the Cronell tree. And Aaron Glenn is from the Ryan tree. And if you know anything about how Rob Ryan's defense, Rob specifically, the one with yeah. the long hair, not the one with the electric teeth, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, they're not good. Um, Rob Ryan has some truly historically awful defenses under his name. And one of the reasons why is because it goes back to the theory. And again, this is Dan Campbell that said this. So it sort of shifts a little bit of the burden off of Aaron Glenn, but, and makes me, quite frankly, a little bit anxious about Dan Campbell. Asking guys to win on their own as your only real threat to stop the offense, that, it's not going to work against good offenses. It's just not, unless you've got, unless you've got, you know, the, the defense that had Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruschi and Mike Vrabel and and uh, who are their cornerbacks? Like, I don't even remember who their cornerbacks. They were great though. Like, th- unless you're loaded, it doesn't work. Like, you've got to find schematic advantages, and I don't think that Aaron Glenn looked for them well in this game, and I think they're. There are times when he does, and when he does, I think he does a pretty good job. But there are too many instances where he doesn't, and that's got to stop. And that was the crux of the what I wrote late Sunday night. I published it early Monday morning about, like, he's got to show it now because this, Atlanta is a team you can stop them. You can beat them. I know they just put up 446 yards of offense against Green Bay, and but – the way that they did it, I think the Lions can stop that. Not to, not to jump ahead, but but it's, it's going to take more than just having your front four or five. Just go beat that guy. No stunts, no twists, no asynchronous rushes. No, none of that Jim Schwartz crap that we loved for most of the time, and Cleveland really loves now. Uh, but the the gimmicky stuff like that, the Jim Johnson tree, which is from a different defensive coordinator, the Wade Phillips stuff, the, the like all, I wish he would incorporate more of that and be less like a Ryan brother because, uh, well, I do actually really like Rex, um, but I, I know him personally a little bit. Like he's he's a good dude. I, I genuinely like him. I don't ever want a Ryan brother coaching my defense. And I wish that we would stop going down that tree further and further. Um that, that, that tree is the ugly stick. I don't want to get beaten with the ugly stick anymore.
0: Riz, it's too late. No, yeah, I, I just. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. Uh, I, I see Jameson. We're overreacting about the defense. I feel like maybe if it was just one game, and the thing and that's that may, the thing, the, the and thing,
1: that's that, it's not. It's not one game. It's, well, this is and this it, is where the two thing, years the, of being historically bad.
0: This is where the but end of last season. Not a problem. It
1: was, it was I very wonder, good. but I but,
0: but the replay that we're seeing of these things happening again. I don't need to go one and six at the beginning of the season and barely miss the playoffs. I'm worried that they figured out the Aaron Glenn defense that was that was hitting on most cylinders at the end of last season, and they're already beating it this season. I don't want to start this way every year with our defense. Now. That being said, people are doing a lot of talking about Aaron being on a hot seat. There's two there seems to be two camps. Some people saying Campbell won't fire him, he's his friend. I'm sorry, Campbell's friends Anthony with A Lynn. God, Anthony Lynn is his friend best. and he let him go mid-season before the Pittsburgh game. We told you about it. And that's what uh cleared the way for for Ben Johnson. Oh. He's not going to hang on to Aaron Glenn. He's not going to hang on to him <laughs> if he's not doing. The other thing I'm going to talk about is there's somebody in the room that could pick up that headset right now and take that role in John Fox. We didn't have a John Fox last year, right? So they shook things up last year with um Aubrey Pleasant and got a, got people's attention. But John Fox and frankly, I like John Fox a lot. I like I like John Fox a lot. I think he could do a lot for this defense. And I think we have a succession plan in place. I think the, the hot seat is not just angry fans. And, uh, ooh, it's tough. I think the hot seat is, we have your placement sitting right here, and he's pretty freaking good. So you better turn this around and make it work. I have a feeling that John Fox will be coaching Aaron Glenn a bit in the meantime and helping him try to turn it around. Because I don't think he wants to be out there on the cold sideline, though at the end of this year we don't have a whole lot of cold sidelines in our schedule. But I I, I think that as this, as this leadership group works, that they try to help each other succeed and want each other to succeed. But I would not be completely surprised if we saw John Fox on the sideline with a headset this year if AG can't turn this around, can't get this defense together. It's too early I think, in game two.
1: Yes, it is. It's – it's too early to, to jump off. You can't make the rash decision on that. Again, 10 days ago, or two weeks ago, we were talking about Super Bowl. Like, people were like, why aren't we number one in the Power Bowl? We just beat the number one. Like,
0: yeah. Peaceful Tim relieved him of uh, alien of play calling, but kept him in salary for the year. Yeah, Who cares? Yes, he did. He, I, I, I. I will tell you it it was, it was okay. It was fine. Don't worry about it. Um, They treated him with respect and let him find a way out. And that says a whole lot for being able to uh, attract talent in the future. Don't worry. He didn't have a hand in the cookie jar after it was done. All right. That's yeah, that. Uh I'm, there I think John Fox is is a, you have a great backup plan in place. You can pull the rip cord when you need to. And frankly, after seeing what he did with Aylin and what he did with Aubrey Pleasant, I don't think that uh Coach Campbell's going to have a problem pulling the rip cord. Cuz let's what's what's the old thing, three envelopes, right? The third envelope is prepare three envelopes, right? Um yeah. You're in year three of Dan Campbell. He's kind of running out of people to fire before it craw- crawls up to him. And if he doesn't fire people, it's just going to get to him faster. So he's not I, sitting on his. I
1: agree his, with
0: that 100%. He's not sitting on a buddy because he knows it means something to him. And he wants to win. The one thing that you can say about MCDC is he's a competitive mother. Fucker, he does not want anything but to win and he will do everything in his power to do that doesn't matter if a friends in the way he will make it he will do it humanely he will do it as a friend he'll do it with compassion but he will make the move that he has to
1: chris let me ask you this um it it came to mind and i don't know i don't know the answer i'm I'm gonna ask this but you brought up how John Fox is is on the team now and is, and I agree with you, he would certainly make the most likely successor. Do you think either intentionally or unwittingly Dan brought that in with, with the thought that maybe it would impact AG to coax that urgency and performance out of him, but that AG would interpret it the way you just said it, that oh crap my replacements feel like they got somebody legit now I I probably need to do a little bit better Do you do you think that was calculated or do you think that's just and Then I I don't know I don't I don't, I don't really have a lean on yeah, it. Yeah. I wonder what you
0: think about that I think it was I don't think it was a, a direct shot like that Right I thought I thought it was Let's bring somebody else who's really really smart and available in to do this Um I Ag probably like I think anybody in that room in any of those jobs knows. They're staring at the person that can take their job like where I work. I name my successor right away. Who's the most likely to succeed me if I were to move on. Right. And that's how they say it. But mm-hmm. who should we replace you with if we fire you is the other way to look at that. Right. Succession right. planning and, and, and having a plan in the case that you get hit by a Greyhound bus. Whatever happens. Right. If you're not in that seat, how do we know who should be there and your input on who your successor is, and if you, if it's a good company and people are healthy and work in a healthy way, you you grow them, and and that's what they're trying to do here is build a company where they grow people into the ne- the next role. You're, you're not going to be in that role forever. The idea that <laughs> people are saying AG was going to get hired uh, in the off season, right? Um, oh yeah, he could be hired away. They're not going to be taken by surprise by that. They're going to have somebody there. And the idea that you build your people that way, that you have people to succeed and promote into a role, guess what? That means other people will want to come. Other people will be able to be their best, show their best, prove who they are, have a chance to move up and have a chance to advance their career. Who doesn't want to work in an environment like that? You attract the best talent that way. If you're a place where people come to do their job and that's all they're going to do and that's all they'll ever be. Okay, well they can earn a paycheck doing that, and you'll get people like Matt Patricia, who's the assistant to the fucking bathroom cleaner in Philadelphia, who's happy just to collect a check in the NFL somewhere right now, right? Or you create a place where people want to come and you draw great talent and they come and they'll work for you. That's 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 part of what this team is doing and how they're handling the front office. Okay. All right, there you go. Um, all right. Let's uh let's get on. <laughs> Aaron Glenn. There it is. Okay, let's take it from Aaron Glenn. Let's take it on a bigger on a bigger kind of pedestal. Is it panic time already? Should we be pulling the plug, firing the sirens? Firing the the Firing AG, yeah. Firing the coaches. Yeah, Firing the, coaches, fire in the yeah. owner. Sell the team. Firing I mean, they, Rory. Right. Need bring enough <laughs> energy. Yeah. Changing the name. Wearing Somebody paper bags. Said that. Yeah. Fire Rory. Now that, I can get behind that. He's too cuddly. Uh <laughs> at least he doesn't look as dopey as that big headed Buckeye thing. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Bruce You're a freaking nut, yeah. This is the, nut, yeah, oh, Bruce is the dumb, dumbest thing, anyway. Um, is it time to panic?
1: I would actually kill without deathly allergic to nuts, so
0: that's his superpower. He takes out people with allergies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get this. Let's, oh, uh, my. oh god, Jameson, you <laughs> nailed it. I was gonna do that. I was going to sing some electric six fire in the disco, fire in the taco bell. <laughs> um, is it time? Danger, danger. Uh, should we panic, Riz?
1: Naughty, naughty.
0: I'll Sorry, go back to the, what I said earlier. I, if if you would have told me that we were one and oh, I'd have been like, Phew, that's a great way to get out of these first two games. If you would have told me I was we were one and oh, we beat Kansas City and lost to Seattle, I don't know what, <laughs> but. It's not panic time for me. I, I'm not pulling the plug. I'm not jumping out the plane, ripcord or not. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. feel like, look, we had a bad game. Could this be the anomaly game? Could this be the Carolina game last year? That for some inexplicable reason, the matchup was the matchup. They beat us and we're going to roll back and finish out and, and, and win, 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 win. Well, this week will tell us a lot about what the state is there, but I'm not in a panic yet. I'm not in that spot yet. I know who we have as coaches. They're winners. They want to win. They're not going to give up. They're going to adjust. And maybe MCDC was right in these guys needed this kick in the ass to bring them a little bit back to earth to realize there's still work to be done.
1: Uh, The humbling is never, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I think, I think for a lot of us, we're not used to having this level of expectations as fans. And quite frankly, I don't think we're wearing it very well. It happens. We're learning. Yeah. We're learning too. Um, the the wild fluctuations, though, like I can't, I can't keep up with it, man. Like, like I, I, the first two comments to my game summary on Lions Wire, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, were Dan Campbell's needs to be fired. I'm paraphrasing. One of them had a lot of expletives in it, too. Um, actually got deleted by by the, the social media network, which I didn't know that still did that, but good, good for them. <laughs> um, I'm not close to panicking. Um, the injuries bother, like, they, they do worry me, but I also look around. I watch what happened to Nick Chubb. You know, I, I, I look at the injury situations in other places, like, there's a lot of critical injuries going on in a lot of teams. It's not just Detroit. I know there's people that are like, you got to fire your training staff. Like, no, <laughs> that, that, that broken bones, that broken bones have absolutely nothing to do with your training staff. Like prevent, prevent what happened to James Houston. That's the nutrition
0: life. people. They should be drinking more milk. Yeah. Whole, milk. Okay. whole milk, whole
1: milk, whole <laughs> milk. None of that almond crap, either
0: <laughs> way, too sugary, way oh, too sugary. That almond milk, man. I don't, I don't,
1: I, I grew up on a dairy farm that's not milk to me. Um, I actually grew up drinking milk straight from a cow at times. <laughs> I've broken seven of these.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Um, I will say. If the
1: injuries continue, then I will start to panic a little bit. But the other there's there's another reason why I'm also not going to panic is that I look at the NFC North. Chicago Bears are you said it earlier. They they are a tiger fire inside of a dumpster right now. (laughs) They are really really not doing well. Minnesota and I don't know if this is true, but but I was in a group chat where it was brought up that they have 69 yards of rushing through two games. <laughs> they just traded for Cam Akers who's not that great. I know we had a great run at the end of last season, but that was that was more of a fool's thing than than anything I, I at least I would bet on that. Uh, their offensive line is more of their problem. They've got issues. They're floundering through a rookie GM who doesn't really have a cogent plan. Um, and I'm not terribly worried about them. They're they're gonna outscore some teams. They might outscore us once even because they're loaded. I mean the same matchup problems that Seattle presented, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson is having a great start. Like yep. that they're they're good. Kirk Cousins, good good quarterback, leads the NFL in passing right now. Like you gotta give them that. They're they're dangerous, but I do think that the Lions are still even in the dilapidated state we're at right now, better than them. Green Bay just lost a game to Atlanta. They this coming week will tell us a lot oh, about where yeah. we stand in that division. They gave yeah. up four hundred and forty six yards to a team with a quarterback who doesn't throw downfield well. And not to tease the final thing about the little preview, but where Gino was really good about throwing outside the numbers and painting Throwing strikes in front of coverage on on hooks and things like that to DK like Desmond Ritter can't do that. He can't do that. <laughs> now they have different ways. They come to Sean Robinson. That's freaking nasty. Uh, but I like the matchup better, quite a bit better. So I'm feeling that uh, if they lose this Sunday and it's a case of being out schemed. On defense and being, I don't want to say that the offense was out scheme because they did put up 31 points, but they. I also think that the offense left some points on the field. Obviously, with the turnovers, I think if you eliminate that, I, I, and you lose to Atlanta, and it's like the same sort of game script that we just saw, I'm not going to feel now. If, if they come in here and beat us 27 to 10, then I'm going to start. I'm going to start being panicky a little bit. I'm going to you know, need some anti-anxiety meds or something, but I'm not close to worried about this team long-term yet. Nah, not, nah, no, no.
0: Let's take this and, uh, and move it to the next topi. As they say in France, I'm from a bad part of France. Um, looking ahead to the Atlanta Falcons. Let's get right into it. I want st- to, I'm, I'm going to start. Oh, two things. I want to start with first. There's something absolutely fantastic. I, I put it together. It's from Ash tomorrow. He breaks down how the Atlanta offense will attack the Detroit Lions defense. It's 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 twenty of the best minutes of understanding football that you're gonna see. He dives into how their offense works, what they do. You're gonna walk away ten times smarter than you are right now about what you're looking at. Goes out tomorrow morning, check it out. It's Ash, it's our daily DLP you guys i like i said ash he's 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 moved on from his antagonistic ways he's we talked about it. i loved it i loved he started out he he was he was antagonistic he was a little bit um oh god who was that guy that that comedian um over the moon or whatever the fuck that that movie was whatever um Andy Kaufman. Thank you. Yeah, little Kaufman esque was, was what he what he was doing, and I, I really enjoyed it because I thought he he was fun. He was very much how I wanted to be. And often he's he's like, yeah, that's just not <laughs> it's not who I am really, and it's not how I want to be. And I just want to kind of be me. And so he's kind of he's kind of brought the real Ash out in the last week and two weeks, and it's it's really really good. It's really this, good. This breakdown tomorrow is 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 killer. I'm just going to tell you, check out Ash's stuff. He's super super smart. And uh, he does a great breakdown tomorrow. And I, if you if you think ahead and you're super strategic, right, you may be able to tell then what's coming out Friday. But uh, two great, great pieces from Ash. And count on these coming uh, more often because they were absolutely fantastic. Um, all right, so with that, I want to start with that. Uh, we look ahead to the, the Atlanta game. The one thing that terrifies me more than anything else, Riz, that literally the final score anything the one thing that terrifies the me the most about the Atlanta game is if Bijan has a good game against the Detroit Lions because it is going to be an insufferable week it is going to be a yeah. tire fire inside of a dumpster inside of a dump uh, it's absolutely going to be the worst thing I think we've ever seen um, the after this week and people's responses this week to what we saw, I do not look forward to the the response to <laughs> Bijan running on the Detroit Lions. That's that's the one that would just murder my soul. Um, Don H. These are the 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 games we tend to lose. Yeah, yeah, these ones are are hurdy ones. Um, we get a frozen Riz right there. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back shortly. He'll join us. So we're taking a look at the it's yeah, it's the Gibbs versus Bijan game in a lot of people's minds. Look, Bijan is good. He's good. That's why he was there. But if you saw what um, what you saw in Laporta, he's number two in the league behind TJ Hawkinson. And he's a tenth the price. So I just the Laporta piece is a great re-up. We got good four years on him. We got a fifth year option, I believe, actually, now that I think about it on on, uh, Laporta. Great. Love what I see there. Gibbs. We haven't even seen him get started. Um, Yeah, Riz is really smooth looking there. Uh, I I think we'll have to see what's going on with uh, with Gibbs and what he is and how the Lions use him. I think it's a lot more of how he's being used than what he can do. And it's the Lions approach to somebody like that. The one thing that I think people need to know about is. That Bijan, at this rate, running the way he is, I don't know if he gets a second contract. That is going to be just massive wear on this guy. And this Atlanta team, as they hit this rebuild state and try to kind of break out of it now, I think they're going to ride him a lot like the Lions rode Calvin, except at a running back position. And you know that when they ride a guy at the running back position like that, that that takes him down. So I'm, I, I think Bijan... <laughs> is looking really good. He's absolutely seems to be worthy of his pick right now, but I longevity longevity. I did it again. Longe, longevity. <laughs> it's, it's burned in my brain.
1: <laughs> I make it back for you to make
0: up. The word. <laughs> his. I don't think longevity is going to be in his favor, like it will with Gibbs. So, lot to see, lot to go on with. Uh, Riz, I, I was just elaborating on the idea uh, while you while you had some popcorn being made that uh, I, I, I'm terrified of Bijan having a good game. And I mean, if we react this badly to a loss after beating the Super Bowl champs, week two of the season, everything's on fire, burn it down. I am terrified at what happens if, if Bijan Bijan has a good game. But that's
1: what they're. That's how Atlanta's going to win, if they uh, speaking not of week three, but like yeah. in general, broad, right? like they're designed to win by having Bijan go what like that. That's that's kind of what they do.
0: Seventy percent of their plays, and this I'm stealing from Ash here. Sorry, seventy percent of their plays were either run plays or play actions to Bijan. Yeah, that's how they're going to win. Um, and, that's their plan.
1: And Tyre Algier or Algier or whatever. I, I can never say his name right, and I should know that because I, I
0: just should. Well, you um, you published he, the pronunciation guide for the Slack this year, I did, I did. I
1: did put that in there. I should probably look it up, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um He is the second least efficient runner in football this year. So it's clearly Bajan. Um and I know I, I assume that you got into the whole Oh, we took Gibbs, like, so we're going to instantly compare Gibbs to, like... Yes, I, yes. I, I don't want to go down that road. Uh, Gibbs is much... He's not a fundamental cog of the offense the way that Bijan. Like, Ar, by the way, Arthur Smith, and I think Dan talked about it in his press conference today, he's a really, really smart guy as an mm-hmm. offensive guru. I'm not sure that he's a great head coach, but he's he's doing pretty darn well for himself. I'm, I'm, I I picked the Falcons to win the NFC South, so I always I have some respect for them. But, but the, the NFC the South, role that, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, exactly. Uh, you you can win that at at eight and nine. I think I think nine wins absolutely gets you that division. Because um, I don't think this Baker Mayfield magic is going to last in Tampa. It just doesn't. I've seen that movie? Yep. Covered that movie a couple times. Don't don't. I'm glad I'm not covering it again. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, the. Like, Atlanta cannot work offensively without Bijan being their focal point. I think we've seen that the Lions offense works pretty well with Gibbs as one of several focal points. And asking him to be the focal point is probably not, first off, it's not why they drafted him. Right. Secondly, it's not, that goes away from what makes Jared Goff the good Jared Goff that we like. That's yeah. I, I think Bajon's going to go for probably double the yards that that Gibbs does. That and that's okay, like yep. because that's again, you're you're if you put Bajon in Detroit and you put Gibbs in Atlanta, I think things would be very different for both of them. Doesn't mean that that uh, I really down that road because I, and I, I know that fans are going to do it, and it worries me. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily blame fans for doing it, but at the same time, you know, we got an extra, we got the most, the first tight end in NFL history to get at least five receptions in his first two games with the bonus pick that we got for yeah. trading back, and and you know, Gibbs. I don't want to say that he's been a disappointment yet, but I think the lack of usage is frustrating. And I hope that we see a little bit more of that. Um, The, the, the pass that he dropped.
0: Dude, think about it like this. Derek Henry is a, well, let me put it this way. Taylor Decker is trash compared to uh, Derek Henry. Like, like total garbage. Like how many yards has Decker's got one touchdown? I think in his career, and, he, Henry's got gotten, gotten multiples right way way I mean come on is it that's the kind of comparison people are making I mean it's not that extreme but Gibbs is a different player than Bijan is different player Different way yeah. in the, to use them in the offense. You're comparing, you know, two guys, you know, Henry was taking what, like 40 something. And, 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 and then Decker was oh, taking yeah. like somewhere like, I don't know, 15th or some stuff. So I forget in back in like 2017. 16. 16,
1: something, 16 yeah. Um, 18, he was 18. He was 2016. He was the 18th pick. Okay. And we knew it was either going to be him or Ryan Kelly, who the Colts took as their center. Um, yep. We we knew it was very easy to do mock drafts. If, Queens,
0: Dave, yeah, people, yeah, but that's the people kind of comparison. League, they, they, they were right? open about it. They actually. Yeah, but it the comparison yeah. is, is roughly the same because, yeah. Yeah. because Gibbs and Bijan are pay, playing two different roles. Montgomery is the guy that plays their Bijan role. Montgomery's done a great job in that role up until the yeah. injury. He's the, the yards that he gets is has, has been incredible. Like, again, if I say Montgomery versus. Jamal Williams, love Jamal Williams. Montgomery will get four yards more per play than Jamal would have. He just, and we saw it until he got hurt this week. My guy could just like, you see these hands grabbing at him and they cannot get, and he's just bowling ball on his friggin' way through. It's incredible. You cannot stop. Montgomery, it's the kind of runner he is. Gibbs was there as a compliment there, as to him, he was a weapon. He was something to turn this offense into something a little bit different. So I just, I just don't, I don't like the comparison. I, I, it's like, okay, now we got Montgomery and we got Bijan. That's cool. Well, we're a heck of a running team. Be great. Now with Montgomery hurt, but I don't think the two of them play together well in the offense. I, I just, I, it is what it is. It's over. I think the Bijan talk should be over and I don't think we need to worry about that comparison anymore. Now,
1: now I, I will say it would be a very nice week for J- Jamar Gibbs to have his breakout game. It would be nice. Yep. Yep. And it can happen. And the Falcons defense, um, by the way, they're, they're pretty solid on defense. Yeah. Uh, they they did a lot of things very well against green Bay that I think will present some issues for Detroit. And I think that, that, that's where Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson needs to have a good game, uh, yeah. and I think that I think that him having a good game is oh, causational versus correlational. I never get that right, but there, whatever it is, where I think that Jameer Gibbs having a good game is a function of Ben Johnson having a good game against Atlanta. Did I say that right?
0: Is it because? Or is yes. that one of because, the things? I
1: think, I think.
0: Because is causation. I
1: think, I think <laughs> uh, Gibbs is, is the reaction because of Ben Johnson. Got it. I think, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, the yeah. usage of Gibbs in this game will reflect more on Ben Johnson, more than Gibbs does. Ben uh, Johnson doesn't get <laughs> that.
0: Yep. Yep. I got gotcha. you. All right, we'll see. Here, we, got football. Back. we got we got the we got at least share the popcorn, right? At least share the damn popcorn. That's All right, I would love to. Let's get outside of the the running back lane. Let's talk about this game. What do you expect to see in this game? What do you expect to see from Atlanta? Uh,
1: I expect a lot of two tight ends, three tight ends, run it down your face, naked bootlegs, bootleg action, some um um, read option stuff from that, which I think attacks. I think that attacks Alexander Volny very effectively. I don't think it. I don't think it affects Derek Barnes all that well. I think Derek Barnes will be a very good defender against that. More Derek Barnes, please. Please give me more. Derek Barnes was phenomenal last week. It's <laughs> overshadowed. That is he had a great, great, great game.
0: Great point. Great, great
1: point. game. Four tackles on handoffs. Seattle gained zero one zero and zero yards on those handoffs that Derek Barnes made a tackle on. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, he was he was he was dialed in. It bothered me when they yanked him for Rodrigo. It bothered me when they yanked him for Jack Campbell, who was good, not great. I think that Jack Campbell's speed in this game is what it did to to sift through trash and make tackles is going to be imperative for this defense. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot more three linebacker looks from Detroit in this game. That's what you can do when your safeties and cornerbacks are hurt. What, where, where's the strength of your defense? Now it moves forward. You've got, you've got four linebackers. I hope it, it, mo-
0: it moves forward at a time when it needs to. You're yes. If you're playing defense against the Atlanta Falcons, you want to make Ritter work. You want to make Ritter because he is, frankly, he's the weak point of, of that offense. He just doesn't have the experience. Now, look, I'm, I hate to go back to here. I hate to, to scratch old scabs. Matt Ryan's debut against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you could have gone oh. into that same mindset. You got five hundred and some oh. yards that game. It was I was I was scarred. Obviously, I still remember it. It's etched in my brain. Absolutely yeah. just a horror show to watch that happen. But Yeah. But Matt Ryan Desmond Ritter are different freaking quarterbacks. I my my I look, Desmond Ritter's fine. I just don't believe in him. I, I, I think he'll be a Tannehillish kind of nothing humongous in the NFL, right? Um, That's fair. Pressure him, pressure him, break him, do what Matt Patricia did to Jeff Okuda, break Desmond Ritter. Um, Oh my God. I'm bitter.
1: Damn. damn. (laughs) By the way, Okuda is expected to play as far as his, makes his 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 Atlanta debut. Yeah. So Might, uh, might see some, you might see some throwing at Mr. Okuda
0: yeah yeah um that's that's it it is it it, like you you need to play the run uh i'd watch the screen is the one thing that 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 can burn you when you're trying to play that kind of game that that we want to play against ritter doesn't seem like we have the pressure though so we should be able to work the screen uh but I, i i but you're the front seven are the focus of this game you're playing the seahawks right your secondary the umbrella is 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 your focus in the game so weirdly it's kind of a lucky thing as to uh, CJGJ and so on, the way things kind of fell because that three linebacker set is going to be, is going to be pretty important in what we see here. And I think that's going to be the key to beating the Atlanta Falcons besides how we are.
1: Agree. And I think, uh, and I had to write this for the USA Today Sports Weekly. The key matchup in this game for me is can Jack Campbell successfully Eliminate or cover Kyle Pitts. Now they don't use Pitts as well as they should. And yeah. Falcons fans will let's, let's just say there's a lot of podcasts available at your disposal that can talk about that at, at length, uh, and they will. <laughs> the falcoholic guys, by the way, love those guys.
0: Um, Speaking about length. Yeah. I just have to let people know, please like and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it when you do it. We only ask once a show. Um, Hit the like button. You're sitting here watching right now. It's free. Hit at the bottom and we'll stop talking about it. Uh, Hit the subscribe. You get to take part in the chat and you get uh, to notified when all this amazing, great content shows up and it helps us out with, you know, the algorithm stuff. So please like and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate you all for doing that. We just want to remind you all, like I said, once per show. All right. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No. So um, I'm glad you did that. But if Campbell can effectively cover pits, and that doesn't mean blanking him. It means if it's third and seven, you tackle him at six yards after he catches the ball on a five-yard out. like Things like that, that's, that's what they do. They do not attack down the field well. Yeah. So the, that coverage from Anzalone and from Tracy Walker, who's going to be closer to the line of scrimmage as a safety generally, that's, that's probably where they're going to deploy him, I would suspect. Brian Branch is going to be very big in this game. Um, if Rodrigo plays some, hopefully we don't uh, – honestly, I don't think this is a very good game for Rodrigo. No, I don't. Other, than, other than when it's an obvious run situation because he's not – it's been rough, man. He's just not the guy to make that – now, he's good against the running ta- between the tackles, and I think there's a place for that. And when they, when they go to um, 13 personnel, which is you know one back, three tight ends, or one wide receiver, three tight ends, like, that's when you bring Rodrigo in. And I think he can be very effective in, in that dosage. This is not a game where James Houston would have played much anyways. That's just not – it's not a game script that, that fits what he does.
0: Right, right.
1: So this is a game where Romeo Aquara, Charles Harris – They've got to be good on the edge of that run because Bichon's, Bichon's going to get his, man. He's a good player, real yeah. good player. Um, but you go back, look at what we did to Saquon Barkley last year. He got, what, 20? I don't even remember. I don't want to. Yeah. It was, it was really, really good defense against Saquon Barkley because they focused on it because they knew that Daniel Jones couldn't throw to the receivers at his disposal down the field. It's very similar game script coming. I that's why I like the Lions fairly comfortably against. And, and this is no disrespect to the Atlanta Falcons; they're two and zero. They're a quality football team. I think they're going to the playoffs. I think the Detroit Lions match up very well with them yeah. on both sides of the ball, and that's why I'm bullish on on the Lions this week.
0: And that's one of the things that I think coming out of this game, if it plays out as, as I think it will as well, because uh, because of the matchup. I think that'll help illustrate for a lot of people who are just football fans uh, and, and, you know, what what, football, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't understand the the importance of those matchups and what they mean. I think this may well be and I hope to God, it is, may well be a good illustration of what a matchup win looks like after seeing a matchup win from Seattle versus this matchup win. Yeah. Uh, with hopefully against Atlanta so we'll see. And
1: then then we're going to fluctuate back to buying Super Bowl tickets again, right? I already have I oh, no, because then we're go- then we're going to go to Green Bay and people are going to stress out that we can't win a night game on the road.
0: You know what's frustrating me? Bay, even though we did it last year. Yeah. What's frustrating me is Tampa's doing well. We have this big thing we're trying to put a tailgate party together in the parking lot of the Tampa game. Sandman's coming. Colin's coming. Oh, tons of people showing up. We're gonna get. God, to I wish I could drink. be there. We're gonna do a live show from the from the parking lot. I mean, just oh like, yeah, drunkins. St- yeah. uh, it's it's all those things. And um, for some reason, Tampa's doing good, and it's frustrating me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want it to be fun. I want to have fun, but oh well. There we go. Okay, what is the big watch out? Against Atlanta, besides Bijan, what is the big watch out for the Detroit Lions against Atlanta, Jeff?
1: I, I, I'll go to offense. I think we've they're, they're solid on defense. They're fast on defense. That's one of the things that you take away from watching them is that they're, they're speed-based. What do you do? With, what do you got? Speed? You punch them in the mouth. You drive it down their throats. Yep. I, Bam night is up. Craig Reynolds can be effective in this game. And then you sprinkle in, oh, crap, there goes Shamira, a wheel route. He's wide open because our linebacker sucked up. Like, yeah. that's the opportunity that's going to be there. And You I know think how people that-
0: forget about Dre? I don't want them to forget yeah. about Khalif. Please, please don't forget about him anymore.
1: <laughs> yes. The the downfield speed and the general precision with Jared Goff throws those balls, Jared Goff's pretty good throwing down the field right now. Mm. Uh, that That's, I don't want to say, because A.J. Terrell's good, good corner. Yep. The rest of their corners, they're not quite there yet, and they are vulnerable, and they are beatable, exactly especially it. when they, and that's, and I think that Ben Johnson is going to be creative enough and disciplined enough to attack it in a way where they will put up more points than Atlanta can put up against their defense.
0: Yep. Their tackles are strong. Terrell is strong in the corner, but they got Okuda on the other corner who I think you're right. We will attack the snod out of um, and their, and their ends aren't that great. They're just, they're not nothing. Campbell's okay. okay. Campbell's okay. Uh, Dupree is up. He's flighty.
1: Yeah. He can be, he can be good. Yeah. And that's, that's the worry is that he will have one of his, he's one of those dudes that has like two or three really good games a year. And there's no rhyme or reason for when they come. Yeah. And you just hope that it's not against you.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Tactile Puma says drunk Chris in the pirate ship. My friend this last weekend, I will tell you, I was down at the beach. I had more rummers, rum runners than any person should be allowed. I, I mean, no, <laughs> I, at the end Every day and actually before my nap because it was at the pool, there were run runners there too. I got into this whole talk talking like a pirate thing. <laughs> it, was, it was it was insane. Everybody oh, around me was just absolutely dying. Um so yes, I will be drunk on the pirate ship. I shall board and take her over on the way with, <laughs> to be ours today. Um before being drunk. Been drunk. It's been <laughs> dreadful.
1: Oh. Um, back, back to the Falcons for a real quick bit. Uh, Caden Ellis is a really good blitzer, a gap blitzer. Yep. Got to watch out for that. He's a linebacker, son of Luther Ellis, former Lion.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you got to watch out for that. And Jameer Gibbs has not been good in pass protection.
0: Yeah. Ellis? And I
1: worry that that's a limiting factor in this game. Uh, and if you're not seeing a lot of Jameer Gibbs, they do. Atlanta does blitz. They will bring it. They will do double A-gap blitzes with Ellis and with uh, Troy Anderson. Um, I, th- I think the Lions have the counter to counter that. I think Goff, Goff understands where his hot route and his outlets are, as well as any quarterback in the NFL right now. And, some, and a lot, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I think Ben Johnson also deserves a lot of credit for designing with Goff's input where Goff wants to go with that. Yep. And that's I, – I almost want them to blitz him. I almost do because I think that opens up a lot of things for Laporta. I think it opens up a lot of, like, like backdoor routes. Um, it it could be a game where James Mitchell sneaks out. I think he only played two snaps the other day. I think you're yep. going to see a little bit more of him in this game. Yep. And I, I – again, I like the matchup. And, and it doesn't mean that I think Atlanta's a bad – I think Atlanta's a good football team. Yep. I think they can win, but I think that the Lions X's and O's – on both sides of the ball. Lions right now, second best team in the league. It's stopping the run on first down. Who's first? The team that played Minnesota, which averages 0.8 yards per first down carry this year.
0: <laughs> and don't forget, we be at the top of the division, my friends. We, we can hoist the main sail as race. a Kings of the North. So I'm not worried. Not now, worried.
1: now I'm going to go listen to some Ale Storm, which if you're not familiar <laughs> with Ale Storm, Learn yourself some ale storm. Finnish folk band that plays uh drinking sea shanties as like that's that's what they do, but they're metal. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oof. All right, so Norway Jose. <laughs> Norway. Um remember don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Oh, no. Your what have we done hop aboard the schooner to the slack you'll find your way to the seven seas where you can touch risden's booty uh yeah five dollars a month in the patreon gets you access to the slack chat you can touch risden's booty uh patreon.com slash detroit lions <laughs> it's a great place to hang out a lot of good people uh very very intelligent chat oh, um great place you can disagree just don't be disagreeable and uh, that's kind of the M.O. Get to know the room. It's it's some really amazing people that have supported kids have had people have kids and they've, they've supported them, you know, with with a lot of money they've collected together. I mean, uh, tough times. Riz had a tough time yeah. and, and folks came together when his house flooded. It's I good. mean, it's a very good group it's of folks good. who are super uh, supportive of each other and have great yep. conversations. Again, you don't have to agree just don't be disagreeable. It's a great, great place. Uh, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, you get access for as little as five bucks a month, and you can talk lions 24 hours. You can talk beer, you can talk music, you can talk baseball, basketball, college sports, booze, the whole thing. Dining, you know, grilling, the whole thing. It's all in there. There's channels for it all. Great, great community. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at D E T Lions Podcast, D E T Lions Podcast, and as you see there at don't And you can go on Tickety Talkety. Check us out. DET Lion Pod. We're over there. I'll give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, you can also get us in the Lions line at 248-782-8384-248. Rub you fug. Yes, Brandon Ward. Game Day is a roller coaster of emotions in the Slack. The, the game day chat is fantastic. It is the best live game day chat you will find on any place on the face of the earth it is it's is, it's fabulous uh be sure to go to Detroit Lions subscribe to the podcast because Riz wants to do something disgusting to you what is that Riz
1: I want to come in your holes automatically
0: Ew. thank you for tuning in we're gonna see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs No problems, because we're winners, baby. We're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connections. See you real soon.
1: Final seconds winding
0: down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over.
1: You've had enough of that shit.